Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Welcome to the Extra Sauce Podcast. It's my fancy sauce. I want some fancy sauce. Yeah. I'm not done using it. With the czar of sauces, Greg Hill. Before you met the amazing Mrs. Chu, there was no such thing as online dating when you were on the dating scene, right? There is almost no such thing as dating. <laughs> I'm I not got, talking, right, I got I'm, really lucky. I don't mean just for you. Oh, I'm, I'm oh, talking right, about in general. In, in general. In, in order to meet right. a, a woman, you had to meet her at a church social or a, oh. uh, some kind of at the ice cream shop or right. the soda fountain. The or, mall. Um, uh, the mall was the always mall. a place where oh, you'd the mall go was cruise. a good one, yeah. You know, growing up in Natick, we had several malls. Yeah. And uh, so you, you'd cruise the malls and you'd, you'd look for the chicks. You probably didn't meet too many girls when you were hanging out at Fun and Games. I'll tell you, uh, it's surprisingly uh, difficult to have women talk to you while you're wearing a Star Trek uniform. Yeah. I don't know one. why that is. <laughs> <laughs> well, this week on The Morning Show... We talked about dating profiles because a woman who listens to our program was not having much luck in the online dating scene. And when it comes to extra sauce, we thought we might go out and get a little extra sauce on the online dating scene. There are thousands of online sites and apps where one can go to meet women. And so we went out and found, and, and this exists in our country at this yeah. point, wow. an online dating consultant who is named Steve Dean. And Steve is in New York City. He's on countless dating apps and websites yeah. trying to meet chicks. And <laughs> he, for his job. Uh, for, <laughs> for his job. Well, Sounds like something LB would say <laughs> is that it's for his job, but he's going to give us a, a little extra sauce on not only profiles, but how to message and how to make the online dating scene work for you. And, and Steve, thank you for joining us on Extra Sauce. Yeah, absolutely. I'm, I'm really happy. I've actually, uh, this is my first time hearing about it and I'm excited to listen more. I want to, uh, first of all, find out exactly what an online dating consultant is and, and uh, what one does. <laughs> you and a lot of people, apparently. Um, I would say it started off with me consulting for individuals who basically needed help with either going on dates or managing a dating profile or coming up with good photos, good messages, uh, navigating like entering and exiting relationships, so helping with breakups too. Uh, and then it moved into, like that would be almost like the date coaching route, but then it moved into something more like uh, companies actually reaching out. So they're like, well, I heard you were on, you know, like 50, 60, 70 dating apps at once and dating actively across multiple cities. Oh. Like, can you help us with our product? Can you help us, you know, make this a little bit more compelling? Which features should we add? What are our, what are our competitors doing? And so and that's when, you know, companies could pay a lot more than individuals for the most part. And so I decided to do both. Uh, and then there were service providers who were like, oh, you know all these different founders in the industry. Can you help us there? And so 
really I've been, if it touches the dating industry or has anything to do with relationships, I've been covering it to a certain extent. So at one point you were on 50 different dating apps or, or websites? I'm, I'm on over 200 now. Oh, 200, I, yeah. Oh well, God. it improves your odds. I'm guessing that improves your odds, right? It really doesn't, honestly. No, it doesn't. No. <laughs> uh, I think there's some wisdom in sticking to something that, like a platform that you can use really well. You know, just because you're good at Twitter doesn't mean you're going to be good at Facebook posting or writing on Medium. So sometimes, like, knowing the platform in and out can be really advantageous. There are over 3,000 dating sites and apps out there. Is that correct? Over seven thousand. Over seven thousand. Over. Oh, I'm geez. sorry. Over seven. There's over seven thousand. People are horny. I mean, yeah. I, that's it. That's what yeah. we. That's what we've learned from this. It, which Which have you found to be most successful? Because there's a lot of people who are listening to the podcast who are probably have not having a lot of luck. I mean, the interesting thing is that it varies so much based on a number of factors. You know, if you want to be successful in just finding someone to marry, then, you know, like you're looking at your eHarmonies and your Match.coms, maybe even like a a J-date kind of thing. If you're looking for someone for like a casual date, then you're looking more at like the OkCupid's, Tinder's, Bumble's, Happen, Hinge, (laughs) Coffee Meets Bagel, I think. Uh, Basically, those those are the ones that you're, they're much more structured for casual dating, Uh, a little bit less serious, although Coffee Meets Bagel is a little bit closer to the serious side. Um, and then if you're looking for hookups, then you have, you know, your things like uh, Pure, which is, I think, a relative newcomer, maybe the last couple of years. Um, that's one where you get a profile picture, and that's it. There's no text. So oh, really? So it's just it's, it's just, just the photo? Yeah, just the photo. You get a photo and a location. Wow. <laughs> how many how many of those people are using photos that are actually from this century? Um, is, is, um, <laughs> well, the beauty of it is that, like, the demand for sex is so wrong from men uh, tell me about women it women don't even they, women don't even have to use photos of themselves you can do like a photo of a table and everyone will still try to fuck it like <laughs> no <laughs> way uh, <laughs> did a photo of a cup of coffee and you know oh. that got her about 85 people in the span of less than like the profile is only live for an hour so yeah, i'm trying wow. to i'm trying, I've to, had fig- some I'm good trying cups to figure of coffee, out well so. yeah but i'm trying to figure out which is worse iced coffee or hot coffee i mean i think i guess oh. you want it you'd want it to be lukewarm the coffee this, this was a latte <laughs> and it was a little bit vaginal i guess <laughs> Oh my God. Milk on top. Uh, but yeah, no, that, that, it's it's kind of sad because like there's so such high demand, um, but there's so little relative supply in terms of like women who feel comfortable having sex with like horny men on the internet. Like it's not really a thing that women need. They already get enough people on every other dating app soliciting sex. So it's kind of rare that you know people are going to really be open to a situation where they're dealing with just a photo. But we spoke you know, um, people that are are. <laughs> we spoke a lot about profiles on the show this past week, and and so huh? Mike Mike Shoes suggested that we get a little extra sauce on the whole entire online and and uh, app oriented dating scene. And so, I, I guess from a profile perspective, you've seen the best and you've seen the worst. What works and what doesn't work? Uh, I think it's really going to depend on a couple things. So it, first, it depends on your gender because that's going to be one of the most salient variables in terms of like the, the experience of men and women dating online is like night and day you know you open an average woman's inbox and it's filled to the brim usually they in the first like day of being online on any dating app they're receiving over 100 messages um 
the average man will get 100 messages in 10 years, maybe. So, <laughs> yeah, that's because we're so, very simple, right? We're just simple. So, yeah. But it, it changes how you have to structure your profile, though. Like, I think because women receive so many messages, then it's important for them to be able to cultivate a profile that gives people more to talk about than just their looks. So if you just have photos, what's the first thing the average man is going to do? They're going to look at your photo and then comment on the photo. And or, granted, even if you have profile text, the average man will still just look at your photos and comment on the photo and never even open your profile. <laughs> um, so at, at least, though, you know, certain sites give you messaging filters so you can filter out the crap. Um, and for women, generally, if you create a profile, and this actually just does apply across gender lines, if you create a profile that has a lot of really compelling points that showcase what your life actually looks like so someone can, upon reading it, get a sense of like, oh, this is your story, this is where I could see myself fitting in. Um, so, like, include things about, like, where you like to go, what things you like to do. Um, be as non-generic as possible because, you know, at the average person, like, if, if there's a woman and there's, let's say, 150 messages in her inbox and she's going to reply to one and only one person, maybe two, um, you know, your A, your message has to be damn compelling, but also, you know, your profile, if that doesn't check out, if, if you don't seem relatable, if there's, you know, nothing to really work with there, then it's far less likely that you'll get a reply. What do you think um, makes what do you think makes a message compelling? I mean, I, I think we you do a great job of demonstrating from time to time the basic Neanderthal uh, let's get together and bang uh, message. And those do not appear to be that effective. It it, it seems <laughs> it seems to me and this is what we know about women anyway, that that humor is an amazing approach and a message. Is that really important to women? Uh, the thing about humor is that people have dramatically different senses of humor, so it's, and also humor gets lost in text so frequently. So a lot of people think they're being funny, and women look at that and they're like, what the hell is this? I don't <laughs> even understand. Oh, yeah. Um, the thing to remember in messaging is, I think, really the primary thing is attentional time. So put it this way, the average user spends under, I think, an hour per week in all of online dating. Um, and so if you then take that hour, divide it up across the different apps they're on, the different messages they receive, then cultivating profiles and browsing, like they're only really reading your message. It's like when you hand a resume to a recruiter, you're handing, they're going to read your message for about four seconds. And in those four seconds, like how much of their attention do you capture? And if like, you're not going to get more attention just because of, the message itself like you need to find a way to take that offline and so if you if you give someone uh, a question that says that makes them have to like provide the content for your life if you say how was your day you'll never get a reply mm. no one wants to be the one online sticking around on your phone typing how your day was you know like <laughs> right. you just wasted my time i know nothing about you i don't know whether we're a fit and here you are making me provide content for your life like that's not going to work <laughs> well uh, uh, if you say hi or hey or what's up all the same like it's immediately filtered into the bullshit folder of people i will never give any time of day to you know yeah, yeah. at the precious hour i'm spending online in a week hoping to find someone who's interesting and the last thing you want to do is send a message that is one word or two words um but i think what i've been finding is for, for like the Messages that translate most effectively into dates, I structure it usually into three parts. It's the why you, like what's interesting about you, uh, like when you're referring to the person you're messaging. Um, then what is it that you can envision doing together? 
ideally with a timestamp on it. So like you say like this thing's coming up. Like I saw you were interested in this kind of thing. Let's say like Italian cooking. Mm-hmm. Um, there's actually a cooking class for that coming up this Thursday. You know, ah. make it a couple of days out, and then. I'm going, whether you like it or not, you know, like, I, I'm, part of my life is that I want to teach myself these things, so I'm going to be there, you're welcome to join. Yeah. So it's basically not pressuring someone, you're not saying that, like, oh, will you go on a date with me and, like, make me the lucky one? It's like, no, I'm, like, I'm already interested, I'm already doing the thing, and, you know, if, if you want to be part of this interesting shit that's going down, then you can join me. And the and woman, you contact info. The, the woman so, should actually confirm that there is a legitimate Italian cooking class going on, right. and it's not a trap, right? right. Is that yes, a, of yeah. course, of <laughs> yeah. course. I, I, yes. I link out like crazy. So like almost every <laughs> okay. one of my messages includes a link to the thing that's happening, or you know, sometimes it's, you know, like I, I saw that there's a hiking trail that I haven't been to before, and you, know, you mentioned liking hiking. Um, I'm going to be going on Saturday, and sometimes I'll be like, I'm bringing three friends, you know, like yeah. if you want to join us, that's fair game. And then... Basically, I'm acknowledging that, like, you're a person, you do things that, like, you, your life exists outside the span of my romantic desire. (laughs) Yeah, it's not all about me. It's a thing to remind people. Yeah. It's it's not just like, oh, my God, you're so beautiful. I can't believe how beautiful you are. This is amazing. Like, please be my friend. (laughs) I guess that's the kind of shit that women receive. And, like, it's really crappy. Yeah. It's almost like when we're talking about messaging, like, women so rarely send the first message unless you're, you know, dating on Bumble where they have to. And even then, they just stick to, like, the, hey, hi, what's up? <laughs> it's it's really, like, I, I frame this a lot in terms of, like, what men have to do in order to send better messages because it's so rare that women actually send them. Um, but I think this works across gender lines, this idea of, like, look, I, I going from your profile, I recognize that you're interested in a lot of things. Um, there are some overlaps here and there, and I'm already, like, I'm, I'm going to go do this activity that directly overlaps w- with what you're interested in, so... How about you join? Like, or not even how about, like, I'm not demanding that you join. It's simply, you know, I'm going. It would probably be worth you going to. How uh, how often do you receive on the 5,000 apps that you're on um, <laughs> an overtly sexual message from a woman? I, I, I'm, 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 getting the, I'm getting the vibe here that men, that's what they rely on. Uh, but uh, do women send those as well? Um. The main variable there is whether or not you have a kink profile. So, like, <laughs> if you because there's plenty of pro, like if your profile is like a headless torso pic, and the first couple lines says like, "Hey, this is my kink profile. I'm a busy professional, but like I use this one to solicit sex from people." Yeah. Like that's actually like strongly respected by women. Yeah. You know, like because there's plenty of women who do the same thing. They're like, "I get that. I get that life. Like I know that you're working on important shit. You can't have your identity compromised." So like, there's a lot of respect that comes from that. And when your first message to them in that case is like hey, do you want to meet at my place to do the thing? They'll be like, fucking right, of course. Uh, <laughs> it saves so a lot of time, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But like, it's so different from when someone's profile says, like, I'm looking for a serious relationship, and then you try to message them a picture of your junk. Like, yeah. that's, <laughs> you know, like, you have to understand the context here. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> yeah. I think sexual messages, uh, in terms of women sending them, I've maybe gotten, like, two in seven years across, you know, over 100 apps. Yeah. You know, you... So, you mentioned on on some of your blogs that you should have some kind of creative question on your profile, mm-hmm. like uh, something oh, yeah. just kind of random or out of the blue, and then you can kind of gauge on how that person answers the question. Yeah, I mean, this comes down to the attentional time thing again. Like, someone's not paying that much attention to your profile, so like, if you don't have anything compelling in there that gives them a direct reason to send you a message, 
then what are they going to do? Like have to think up some other thing? If you don't have any content, then what can they reply to? If you don't have any calls to action, what are they going to do? Like this is basic UX design. You know, like user experience designers always have to think through how do we make it so simple for the user? Pretend they're a five-year-old. Like even pretend they're a two-year-old at this point. Like, you know, give them the simplest possible thing to respond to, but something that's not going to be generic and boring. So like sometimes for me, it'll be something like what's the last time that you had to change your mind about something? Or uh, if I wanted to be more action-oriented, I'll say, like, what's top of your 2017 bucket list? And right off the bat, like, their answer can be our first date. And so it gives them a really easy way to, you know, have permission to send a message and have a direct piece of content that they can reply to. Uh, and basically that reduces the barriers to someone messaging you in the first place because otherwise they have to think through, like, oh, what do I send this person? And that thought process takes precious seconds that you don't have. Sure. <laughs> People don't spend enough attention across all these different apps sure. uh, and in a given week to be able to you know, focus on you, care enough about you to send you a message that requires them to think extensively about what to send, especially when, if they're women, like they're not used to sending messages. For those who might be ancient like myself and, and the, the, when they dated – they dated in a way that they met somebody at an event or at a bar and they interacted with that person in a physical manner right. uh, in person and, and actually spoke to that person using their voice, but that, but, but that are, are listening and saying, you know what, I, I want to try to get dip my toe into this. That's not code. Mm-hmm. That's not code. <laughs> what? What do you think is the best way for somebody to do that who is who yeah, yeah. who who's not, you know, who's just not they're not going to be on Tinder. They're they're not going to be on Bumble. They're what's the best way for them to kind of get into this and understand how it works? Um I mean, it's honestly not that different from going into a bar. Like the site itself is the bar. Your profile <laughs> is the way you dress and comport yourself. Your message is the first line that you say to them. And a lot of times, like, if you're in a bar with someone, I actually watched Bumble opened a dating cafe in oh, New York really? uh, over the summer. And it was basically, I, I would call it, like, the fastest possible route toward getting on a date with someone because you walk in there and you're like, okay, this is too loud. The colors are this intoxicatingly, like, awful yellow. <laughs> it was all, like, the, the honey and bee pollen yellow colors yeah. and oranges. So you're just like, oh, my God, I need to get out of here. It's loud. There's just, like, too many people. And so the first thing you do, you walk up to someone, and you say, okay, this place is really annoying. Do you want to go out to this other place? Yeah. And so, like, that's, you know, that's meeting someone in the bar. You're, like, you, you, know, you make eye contact. You smile. You notice that, you know, they may be interested. And then you suggest going somewhere else, or you suggest a thing that's coming up. If you chat with someone in the bar for a few minutes, you can quickly say, like, if you have a good vibe, you can then say, like, oh, yeah, like, I'm, I'm going on a hike this weekend, or I'm going to be heading up to this place, or I'm hosting a movie night with friends. Do you want to come? You know, like, all of those things are perfect first messages on a dating site. You know, I, you know if, as I, long as your profile checks out. Like, if your profile is crap, so it's the equivalent of walking to a bar dressed slovenly, or it's the equivalent of, or if you're, like, even if your first message is crap, like, it, you know, it's, it's going to show. But if you, if you know how to date in a bar, then you know how to date online. It's kind of the same thing. You just have to realize that, it's not a different world. And, you know, you still have to be interesting. You still have to be compelling. You still have to be non-confrontational. Um, or at least, you know, like, interesting without being a dick about it. You know, it's. I think it's, I'm feeling sad. I'm going to be the boner killer here, okay? I'm feeling sad because there's 7,000-something apps for this, and like Greg said, you used to have to go and actually speak to people, and I feel that now... 
there's going to be, uh, and I think we've talked about this before, Greg. There's there's like a lost art of communicating between human <laughs> beings. Well, you get you to know? that part after you have sex. Oh, uh, right. Oh, is that how it worked yeah, for you? I, I think that. Well, I think that's what it is now, right? That the communicating starts after after the sex. And I feel we're losing something here. <laughs> like humanity and the all the whole of humanity is losing some sort of art form, pretty much. You know, do do you get that with all the apps you've been on and stuff like that? I mean, uh, uh, do you yourself, if I ask a personal question, get out there yourself and talk to people face to face? Last time I tried to meet someone in a bar she turned out to be a cult leader so <laughs> wow okay i yeah. like the ability to vet people extensively ahead of time because lately in the last like 100 200 or so dates i've been on like they've been almost exclusively people who i keep in my life because they're awesome i've vetted them ahead of time i knew like we already had mutual friends so there's already some degree of alignment there um we met in circumstances that allowed for a really strong friendship to grow like, I think that the main problem with online dating is that people don't realize how to do it right. And I think it's incredibly powerful, a force for society um, that can, you know, I, I, so many of my friends have met most of their close friends through online dating. Like, they'll literally go on something like OkCupid and just message people who are a high match to be friends and invite them to go do friend things. You know, like, and if sex happens or romance happens at some point in there, that's fine. But, like, you know, it's, it's just a new way of finding people and vetting them ahead of time. I would I assume that, that uh, power in that. I would assume that cult leader ends up pretty high on the crazy hot matrix, though. You know what I mean? Mm. But I think that in the case of <laughs> online dating, like we're getting better and better at taking good photos. A lot of video dating apps are coming out, so you have more of a sense of what someone looks like ahead of time, and you oh, know if so. you're FaceTiming people ahead of time or checking out their Facebook or right. you know, so, seeing their Instagram, which is increasingly linked on dating sites, you know that you're not getting catfished. Right. Um, so even though they're a cult leader, if they're hot, that's still okay. <laughs> as long as they're hot, that's all right. All right. The main thing that I reference there is just you don't know this about the person ahead of time. At least right. in online dating, like you have that buffer between the part where you're interested and the part where you actually meet, where you can do a little bit of research or you can find out more, you can chat more, you can see what mutual friends you have. Uh, when you meet someone in real life, it's oftentimes like you're already in the hormone soup long before you have any of your vetting capabilities enacted. So, like, <laughs> or even you're already so infatuated with the person that you're willing to forgive things that you would otherwise say, like, oh, hell no, I'm not going down that road. And so, I don't know, I'm not a fan of meeting up uh, just face-to-face um, out of the blue with someone um, who I'd never know, like, if we hadn't previously discussed it online. Like, for me, I, I, I'm such a huge fan of online dating just because I think it makes the process so much simpler. Um, and reduces so many of the risks. Um, a lot of people say it's, it's riskier. They say online dating is riskier, yeah. but it's really yeah. not. Like, think of when you meet. I mean, it, it's riskier compared to maybe like meeting someone at like a birthday party or like a bridal shower for a friend. <laughs> you know, like that's when you know like the whole community there is pretty much vetted, unless you have like weird wedding crasher style people. Yeah. <laughs> but I think if you're meeting someone at a bar, then it's certainly more risky because like you're already you know under the influence of a drug possibly more than one um there's a lot of people who get roofied at bars there's also just the fact of like it's usually a little bit darker it's louder so you don't have as much to pick up on uh you don't have any background information the person can be directly lying um at least when you vet them online uh you can usually call out the lies pretty quickly and a lot of the dating apps now, like, they want you to meet through friends of friends anyway. Yeah. So you can already say, like, oh, yeah, I'll just check out your Facebook. And 
Yeah. That actually happened just recently for me. Like someone was worried about meeting and I was like, okay, here's my Facebook. And then she's like, oh, you know, that, that makes me feel a lot better. You seem like a completely normal person <laughs> with normal friends. And, like, <laughs> and I was like, okay, like, you know, this is the thing. Women fear for their lives. Like it, it's one of the uh, fun things about online dating is that um, in the world of online dating, women fear that they're going to be murdered by the person they meet. Men fear that the person they meet is going to be fat. Well, that's so that... night and day difference for women and men. Yeah. And it's important to remember that. Like yeah. men have to remember, like they are the threat to women. They're usually the number one cause of death for women their age. It remind that re- like, that that re- reminds me of a question when it comes to honesty. We talked a lot about this during the profile discussion. It seems that there are many who are not totally honest in their profiles, whether it is a photo that they use from a while ago, uh, whether they tell you that they're not looking to just have sex, whether they tell you that they don't care how much money you make as a man or, or what your age is. Do you advocate for total honesty in the profile, or is that only if you want what happens to lead to a relationship later on? Um, I think everyone has to play that game with the sliding scale of honesty. So, like, <laughs> think of the woman who is 32 years old, and she knows statistically that men usually set their age filters to under 30. And so she's like, well, that's stupid because, like, I look like I'm 30 or under, and there's no reason why the stupid algorithms of this site should, like, arbitrarily bar me from so many thousands of men simply because I'm two years older than what most men set as their arbitrary filters so like in those cases she's more likely to lie and say like you know what i'm just going to put my age at 30 and it's not that big a deal or put my age even 29 so like that's a case where someone maybe she started off at 32 realized she wasn't getting that many messages or she wasn't getting the kind of attention she expected from this site and so she switches the filter and just sees like does it change the kind of dynamic and then usually she'll include in her profile like hey you know i set my age because fuck all your search filters they're stupid you know yeah (laughs) And so, like, the honesty does come out. It's just, like, you have to trick the algorithm a little bit because the algorithms are never necessarily working for you. Frequently, they can be working against you, so you have to kind of take that into account. Um, In terms of other kinds of lies, like, with photos, you know, you're going to be found out quickly enough, and it's one of those things where, like, what is the... Do you want to be starting that dynamic with someone on that footing where you put them in an uncomfortable scenario where they're like, "Uh, you are not the person that I was expecting to meet? Because, like, you know, that's just... I feel like that's not really the way you'd want to encounter someone in the first place. It's like, go get better photos. Mm. There's plenty of dating photographers out there who will happily set you up with like a really nice set of photos for like probably under 200 bucks. Um, I mean, granted you can do like some better sets, photo sets, but you can even just like hang out with a friend, like find a friend with a DSLR, take a walk in the park. You'll get 10 photos right off the bat. You know, like there's plenty of ways to not have to lie. Um, And I think if you're, so desperate that you're in need of lying rather than putting in the work of actually, you know, doing a better job, then, you know, what, what do you expect to be the results? Mm, yeah. uh, and if people are pissed at you for lying, then, you know, you kind of should have expected that in the first place. Uh, oh. I think an interesting one is like, um, there's, there's two really interesting cases. One is the case of like, if you are, um, I, I, t- I talked to this one guy who had kids uh, from a recent divorce, and he was like, if I say that I have kids, I'm immediately going to lose you know, like 80% of women be- hmm. from this site because, like, there's no way they're going to touch a guy with kids. Um, but, like, if you try to date someone and then they find out that you were lying or hiding your kids, then, like, you're probably 
That's you know, that super, could be a very ill-fated yeah. relationship, and yeah, it could be like a really good person who otherwise would have been fine, but the fact that you lied made them now question yeah. you know, whether this is a, the right relationship. About a huge part of your uh, life. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, it's also like there's I, what I see that usually more compelling is just like be your best self, like own up to your decisions, own up to your story. You know, if, if you have kids, be like, I love my kids; they're fucking awesome, and like. You know, you wish you had kids as cool, too. Like, yeah. if you come and hang out, we, uh, we'll do really cool shit. And, and so, uh, by and, the way, I'm not going to have another one. So yeah. uh, don't <laughs> that's, they have to say that, too, I would assume, right? <laughs> <laughs> you say, yes, these are all my kids. There are no other secret kids. Yeah, right. <laughs> well, listen, I, this has been very interesting. And, Steve, I want to thank you for joining us and for giving us a little extra sauce on the jungle <laughs> that is apparently online dating and, and the 7,000 different sites and apps that are out there. It's, uh, and I assume you're probably on one right now cause you're on a ton of them. So you're probably getting, you're probably getting messages right now while you're talking with us. Well, that's likely, you know, <laughs> but I'm, right. I'm a man though. So like, you know, men don't receive that many messages. It's really hard. Yeah. All right. Well, you're sending, well, get back to sending messages then. And, and, <laughs> yeah, and, uh, yeah. and thank you. Thank you very much for joining us. Yeah, absolutely. It's a pleasure. For more on how to find your future spouse or to just get laid, <laughs> visit Steve. At, or, or to meet a cult leader, apparently. <laughs> visit Steve online at dateworking.com. I'm going to stick with networking. That's I'm good at networking. We'll we'll see what happens with date working. Yeah. Or I guess you can hire him as a consultant. Right? That's right. That's right. You know? <laughs> you're having problems. The guy, he's on 7,000 sites. <laughs> so, uh, cast a wide net, as they say. Thank you for listening this week to Extra Sauce. And if you enjoyed it, please subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, or Google Play. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.